Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we're learning Maseches Kiddush and Daflamid Beis. Today we're only going to be learning one blot. Tomorrow I'll record a shir after Slichos and Shachros, after the 7 o'clock Slichos and Shachros. We'll record a shir and post. That will be Lamed Gimel. And that way, on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, it's one blot. The second day of Rosh Hashanah, it's one blot. You may not care, but I care. So that's why we're doing this schedule. Monday is Sunday and uh, Monday's Tom Gedaliel will still have Shear at night for those who are able to make it. It's really not many other options. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I'm out of town. I'll be recording and posting. And then Amir Tashem Shabbos, we're back together. I have no idea. In the, in the 530s range, somewhere around there. Oh, I it was close to 540. Okay. Whatever it is, it's correct. So uh, three lines from the bottom. Let's get started. Three lines from the bottom of Lamed Aleph, Lamed Beis. Again, many iconic Gemaras are found here in the Lameds and Maseches Kedushin. And this one is about the details of uh, properly respecting and fearing one's parents. Tanu Rabbanon. Ezu Ezu Kibbut. How do we define fearing a parent? Because the Pasuk says... Because the Pasuk says, says the Gemara as follows, If a, a father has a, a specific spot in which he stands, a specific uh, area that's his, then you should not stand there. You should not sit in your parents' chair. You should not um, argue with or object to what your father is saying. And you shouldn't even agree with your parent. Take a look at Rashi over here on the last line. If your father is wise, uh, and he says something about halacha. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with my father. Let's say that someone in this room is dealing with isotopes. And my father, who happens to know about isotopes, says, you know what? Technetium, whatever the drug is. And I'm like, you know what? He nailed it. Doc, you nailed it. So that's a chisaron in Yira. That is not the right way to be. A person should just stay silent and the father can, can earn his own respect. Kibud, how are we mechabed our parents? Ma'achel, we feed them. Umashka, we give them what to drink. Malbish, we dress them when we need to. Mechasa, we cover them when we need to. Machnes, emotzi, we bring them in and we take them out. The Gemara wants to know, Michel Mi, on the top of Lamed Beis Medalev, Whose obligation is it to fund the mitzvah of kibbutz avayim? Do we say that if I need to take care of my father, I say, I'm happy to take care of you, but give me the credit card? Or no, is it my obligation to spend my money to perform that mitzvah? This is a machlokas amoraim. Says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehud Omer Michel Ben, he says it's the son who needs to pay. It's his mitzvah, he has to pay. Rabbi Nosan Baroshai Omer Michel Abno, he says it's because, uh, he says that it's the father and not the son. The father's money can be used to service the father. It seems like we paskin in Shulchan Aruch that I am not obligated to use my own money. I am obligated to take care of my father, but if there are expenses, that then I get to swipe dad's credit card and then I'm able to take care of my parents. The Gemara has three possible rejections of these shitas, of whether or not it's father that has to fund his own care or whether or not a son has to fund the care for his father. Here's question number one on Lamed Beis, Lamed Aleph, four lines down. That you're supposed to give honor to, to Hashem from your own money. Maybe we should say, just like by a Kaddish Baruch it's B'chesron Kis, I'm about to spend an exorbitant amount of money on the love of Menes Rogan. We're four bar mitzvah men and a chinuch set in my house. That's five sets. It's going to be $500. It's going to be crazy money. So if I have to serve a Kodesh Baruch, it has to be mehon, it has to be for my own money. Maybe we should argue, Av Khan with the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avim, Chesron Kis. And be Amish Mishal Av, my Nafgalimine. If I have to 
only help my father with his money. No, that's not so bad. You know what? Uh, maybe we should pay for 24-hour care with your credit card. Am I fulfilling the mitzvah of Kibbut Aveim? So that's what the Gemara is trying to figure out. It seems from this brisa that it has to come from your own pocket, says the Gemara. Even if the actual costs of tending to your father don't come from the child and they are coming from the pocket, but still... The child has to dedicate time to taking care of his father, and therefore, he'll end up losing income, right? So let's say that I have an opportunity, in theory, to do the mitzvah of kibbut aim, not an opportunity. I have a scenario that comes up. My father needs my help, my mother needs my help, or I have a bris. So that's bitzel malacha. So the chorah that I'm just, I'm painting a picture. We're going to discuss this a little bit later. What? Right. It may be different. We'll, we'll see in a few minutes that, that it, in fact, may be different. It's true. Let's talk about a non-Jewish one. Not a Ben Yishma, it's a Safi. It's all right. We have to get all the halachic, uh, all the halachic loopholes. Uh. Oh, I had such an awful phone call. I had an awful phone call today. A father called me. He said, uh, my wife and I are expecting a baby in a couple of months. Oh, wonderful. Uh, nice to meet you. I asked this question. Everyone, Jewish status. Yeah, my wife is 100% Jewish. Her name is Yael. She's totally Israeli. I'm like, okay, done deal. However, however, my wife is not able to carry a baby. So we have hired a surrogate. Oh, okay. Is the surrogate a year? Is the surrogate a good? The surrogate's a good. So I'm like, I can still perform the circumcision. There is one shita out there, Rabash or Weiss holds this way, that when it comes to surrogacy, we follow the genetic material. Nobody else holds this way, basically. So, it's a done oh. so I said, I can still do the circumcision, but um, I, I just can't make the blessings. And he said, I'm glad my wife is not on the phone. She would take personal offense to what you're saying. I said, I agree with you. I totally understand. In fact, when I first heard this question 10 years ago, I actually thought we followed genetic material. And there is an opinion like you too. It's just the minority opinion. He's like, so why can't you say the blessings? I said, well, either because the baby's not Jewish or because it's a minority opinion versus a majority opinion. We have an element of suffix. And he's like, we could have this conversation all day, but I'm sure we're not going to get anywhere because I'm sure I'm not going to change your mind. I'm like, I was open. I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable because on the one hand, I share in your plight. I hear you. But at the same time, I'm I'm stuck. What, what, you want me to make something up? I can't. I have to be honest with you. I'm not gonna not gonna break halach. I'm sorry. So uncomfortable. I, I said to them, I can do it. Lashem Gerus. He said, my wife would rather not have you do the circumcision. I said, I respect that. I understand. Is Rabbi Weiss in Israel? Rabbi Weiss lives in Israel. Yeah. Okay, uh, argument number two, because we remember we're having a machlokas is the mitzvah of kibud aim from the money of the son or from the money of the father. So we have eight lines down, toshma, beis achen, shnei shutven, ha'avu b'no, ha'ravetalmido. Any structure, any partnership of, of brothers, any business partners, a father and a son, a rav, a rav and his talmud, poden ze loze meister sheni. We learned uh, many days ago about meister sheni, that if I'm going to be poden meister sheni of my own, I have to add a chomesh. But if somebody else is poden my meister sheni, no problem. So I'm allowed to be poden my father's meister sheni, and he's allowed to be poden mine, no problem at all. And I can even feed my father with the Meister Shani that's mine. So it says the Gemara, if you want to say that I'm obligated to pay to take care of my father, so that's a problem. Because then, I took my Meister Shani and I used it to tend to my father. But that's not the Chiyuv. The Chiyuv, according to this Shita, is maybe it's the Ben. If I have to use my own money and take care of my father, how then can I use my Sershani money that's dedicated for Anim and give it to my father? After all, my father's can come from my bank account. So the Gemara says, no, there's a difference 
the basics that I have to give my father do come from my own pocket, because perhaps I could argue that it's the mitzvah of the Ben, Michelle Ben, to pay for the father. But let's say the average meal costs $7 and my father needs more, and that's $10. That can come from my Sarani, my Sarshani, no problem at all. Yahachi says the Gemara, how do we understand the following Brisa? That Amar of Yehuda, if that's true, that we're allowed to use Maiser Oni for Ha'adafa, so why does the Gemara give a curse to someone who feeds their father with money from Maiser Oni? So the Gemara says a quarter of the way down, because Ve'ila Ha'adafa, my Nafkamina. After all, who cares? This is extra. He's using the Maiser Oni. There should be nothing wrong with it at all. The Gemara says, it's a zilzal for the for the father to get funded from Maisar Ani through his son. It's not as pasnished. If the father needs help and he doesn't have a son or the son he doesn't want to embarrass himself, he'll go to the Chicago Chesed Fund. He'll go somewhere and he'll get it. He'll get what he needs. But to go through his son, that's Zila Bey Milsa. So we tried twice to reject a, an answer. We're not able to do that. Let's move on to our third question, a third of the way down. How far does the mitzvah of Kibbut HaVeim go? That if a father takes his son's wallet and throws it into the water in front of him and the son does nothing. I was thinking about this uh, when I read this Gemara that two weeks ago when we were in Camp Shai, my, uh, we all went boating. We went uh, tubing. If I took my son's phone and just gently tossed it in the water, never to be found again, what would my son's reaction be? Now, he's a normal 2023 20, kid. I'm a normal 2020. 20, I'd freak out. Like, what are you doing? You you owe me a thousand dollars for my iPhone, you know? Enomachlimo, zip, nothing. That's the mitzvah of Kibbutz. That's the upper, that's, that's a high limit. Huh? Yeah. It's an upper limit. <laughs> It's not you. You still can fulfill the mitzvah of Kibbutz with lower things, but you, that's uh, that's how far the mitzvah requires us to go. And says the Gemara, If this is true, then why does that make sense to say that it's Mishalav? My Let my father throw his money in the in the water. If my father throws his own money in the water, you want me to be Eino Machlimo? Elamai, maybe it should just be that it's uh, from from the son. Says the Gemara, no, it could be the father's money, but Biroi Liorsho. But I know that if my father were to take a, one of the gold bars from the uh, from the basement, you know, and he's like, yeah. uh, and he's like just tossing it overboard one at a time, eno machlimo. I, it's his money. I know, but I'm a yorish, so therefore I might say like, no, 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 don't do that, eno machlimo. You have to say nothing. There was a story that had some similarities to it, to this. The Rahuna kara shirai He tore a silk hush of garment in front of his son Rabba. Amar, he said, I want to see if my son gets angry or not. I'm testing my son a litmus test. Is my son going to freak out? What is his level of kibbutz? Avaim? Halfway down, the Gemara says, If you make him angry, if the father is going to tear, do something that's going to make the son curse out his father, yell at his father, hit his father, so then maybe if I'm the father and I'm tearing the garment, I'm causing my son to do that Avera, that's because I'm not allowed to create a stumbling block for my child or for anyone for that matter. Says the Gemara, no, uh, it's, it's something that is actually, uh, what's the Machile Mikre? What? What'd you say? Wave the honor to him. Oh, 
Oh, you're saying the uh, sorry, right? So that what does that mean? That the father was machilikre, that the father was able to overlook. It says the Gemara The Gemara says, but wait one second, you're ruining a garment. It says the Gemara that you tore them on the seams. Well, says the Gemara, if the son doesn't get angry, perhaps it's the case that the reason why the son doesn't get angry is because nothing happened. No, you'll take it back to the tailor. It'll stitch it up on the seam. No foul. Everything's fine. Says the Gemara, the father was testing him when he was already angry. And we assume that he was already angry and he'll therefore get angrier. That was the test. Now we're going to learn a sugya about how a parent, uh, how a child can speak to a parent if the parent makes an error. My daughter did this to me tonight, actually. So I told her, I'm like, did you learn Dafyomi tonight? She said, no. I said, you should probably learn Dafyomi tonight. Yeah. You want to come with me? She's 11. So it says, the Gemara, Rabbi Yechezkel uh, asked a question to his son, and his son's going to retort and do it incorrectly. It says the Gemara, If there are people who are chayv sreifa, and people who are chayv skila, and they get mixed up together, and we don't know who gets which punishment. We need to do skila because sreifa is a more chamor punishment. Skila is a lesser punishment, and we're not allowed to just upgrade everyone to a higher punishment. That's not right to the people who are for sreifa. So therefore, Reb Shimon was of the opinion that uh, the sreifa is chamura, and everybody gets skila. His son says back to him, Abba, lo tisne hachi. You should not teach the Mishnah like that. Very strong language to his father. My iria sreifa chamura. Who cares about whether or not we hold that sreifa is more chamur than skila? Tepakle, perhaps we can say, deruba niskalan ninu, that most people were uh, to be niskal, and we just follow the rove, and it happens to be that the rove is the lesser of the two evils. hachi isne, really, dad, this is what you should say. Haniskalin. We should reverse it, that the Niskalan got mixed up in the Nisrafin. So Amar Leh, the father says, Yihachi, I don't understand the end. At the end, that doesn't work for the end because it seems to be that the that the Skila is more Chamor, according to the Chachamim, that the Skila is more Chamor than the Sreifa. The father says back to the son, My area the Skila Chamor, if you're right, my son, we should follow the principle that you said, the Ruba Nisrafin Ninu. And it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't say that in the Seifa. So obviously you're right, wrong about the fact that there's a rope. Amarle, the son said, No, the Chachamim were just responding to Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon had said that Sreifa is Chamura. The Chachamim were arguing that it wasn't uh, Chamura. Now this sugya aside, what we're looking at is the language that the son used with the father. And the Gemara says three-fourths of the way down, Amarle Shmuel, the Rebbe Huda. Shmuel says to Rabbi Huda, we have a problem, shin and a sharp one. Lo le'avu You should not speak to your father this way. The Tanya, we have a brisa. If there's a father who did something wrong, the, the child should not say, Abba avart al you violated Jewish law. You should not say that to your father. What you should say is, Abba kach batora, one step removed. Meaning I'm not telling you that you, you're an avaryan, I'm just going to tell you, by the way, there's a Pasuk that says, uh, You're not allowed to eat trev. That's what's written in the Torah. If you say that, you can't say that to your father. If you say to your father after he eats a trev steak, that uh, whatever the Isser is, so then, then you're hurting your father. And that's also not allowed. So what's the right way for a son to rebuke a child? And this is quoted in Shulchan Aruch. Abba, 
Mikra Kasu Batorakah. There's a Pasuk in Chumash that reads like this. It's a little bit of a difficult answer, honestly, because it's not much different than the previous line. The previous line that we just re rejected was Abba, Kach Kasu Batorah. And here what we're saying is Abba, Mikra Kasu Batorakah. I would not have distinguished between those two lines. They sound nearly identical. And while I don't appreciate the difference over here, I think that we are able to distinguish and come up with our own distinctions of what the right way is to say such a thing. Okay, that's the din in Shulchan Aruch. Not easy to fulfill. Not easy. Elazar ben Masya, Omer, he says, let's say, Abba Omer hashkini maim, um mitzvah lasos. My father asks me to get him a cup of water. And at the same time, there's a mitzvah to happen. My father asked me right now to get him a cup of water. I'm in the process of teaching, teaching Torah, a mitzvah of Talmud Torah. So what should I do? So the Gemara says, Maniach ani kvod Abba. I need to not give my father the cup of water. Ve'ose es ha-mitzvah. And I need to do the mitzvah that I'm doing right now. Shani ve'abba chayavin be-mitzvah. Because both me and my father have a greater chiv to the learning. More than I have a singular chiyuv to my father, my father and I both have a chiyuv to learn. So therefore, under these circumstances, it's not appropriate to, um, to get water for my father if he asks. If somebody else can take over for the mitzvah that, that you're doing, if it's possible, you should have someone else do the mitzvah, like, let's say I have somebody fill in for what I'm doing, or whatever the case may be. And then the Gemara says we should try and chop try and, and do both. Amar of Mas, Nehalacha ki Isi ben Yehuda. First of the very long lines, we seem to paskin like Isi ben Yehuda, who's of the opinion that we try to do both. So in a case like this, if my father says, please get me a cup of water, I can ask someone, can you cover the next five lines while I go get a cup of water? That would be the ideal way to do it. If there is no one to do the mitzvah that I'm doing, then I would have to tell my father uncomfortably, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. Amar of Yitzchak Barshila, Amar of Masna, Amar of Chizda. Ha'av shamachal al kvodo, kvodo macho. A father who is mochal on his kavod, if he says, uh, right, remember, we, remember what we said, what kavod is. Kavod is machil, mashke, malbish, mechasa, machnes, mosi, all the things on the bottom. A father says, I don't want you to, to, to walk me into the house. I don't want you to feed me. So then the din is that a father is allowed to be mochal on his kavod. So Shiloh and Poskim, I know, I know people like this who call their fathers by their first names. Totally us, uh, totally sir. But what if a father's mochalan is covered? Really, that's Yira. Is mochalan covered also an extension to the world of Yira? I'm asking, I don't know. Just saying I know people who do this. It's shocking to me because where I grew up, we never were able. Forget, forget my parents, that's Pasha, but like even my my parents' friends were always Mr. And Mrs. Rabbi Rabbits, and we were never allowed to call call anyone by their first name. So this is foreign to me, but I've seen it before. Um, and uh, if a father is mochel, so then the the, the then his, his kavod is mochel. However, harav shemochel al kavodo ain kavodo mochel. Let's say Rabbi Robinson, Rabbi Shechter, they say, please call me by my first name. No, they're not allowed to do that. For Rabbi Yosef Omer, that's not true. Afilu harav shemochel al kavodo kavodo mochel. A rav is allowed to say that you can call me by this name. When I was in NCSY, almost all of the rabbinic staff there was rabbi followed by their first name. Almost everyone. That's not a normal way to talk to a rabbi. I would never do that to, to a Tamar Chacham, to a rab. None of us qualified, but it didn't matter. It was, we were all machal, nobody cared. It was the culture. I shouldn't call you Phil. Huh? I shouldn't call you Phil. I should call you Rav Phil. I'm going to stand up for you. Um, Rav Yosef Amar, Afilu HaRav Shemachal Al Kvodo, Kvodo Machal. Ready? Watch this. If we paskin like this, and we do, I can tell you, you have no need to stand up for me ever, and please don't. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> and also, you can call me Phil, and you should. 
Shneemar v'Hashem holech lifnehem yomam. We learn from a Kodesh Baruch that a Kodesh Baruch walked in front with the Anani HaKavod. Says Gemara, Amar Rav, Hachi Hashta. What kind of comparisons does she bring a pasuk about Hashem to teach me about Mechilas Kavod of a Rav? Says the Gemara, Hashem a Kodesh Baruch Alma Dilehu v'Torah Dilehu. By a Kodesh Baruch the world is his and the Torah is his. And therefore, Machile Likra, he can be Machal on his own Kavod. But turning to the top, Alamid Beis, Alamid Beis, we'll be heading to the top, Alamid Gimel, Alamid Halaf Hacha. Torah delayhu by uh, by a human being would we ever say that the Torah is his that he can be machal? A rav is representative of Torah. We have rabbanim in our shul, rabbanim in our community. They're representative of Torah. You don't stand up for the rabbi. You stand up for the Torah that they've learned. So says the Gemara. How can you learn from a Kaddish Baruch Hu when the Torah doesn't belong to man? So famously, the first parak of Tehillim, Hadar Amar Rava in yes Torah delayhu dechsivu v'saraso yehkeyo mamvalayla. Right, that's in the, look at the language. It was so so in his own Torah, not Hashem's. In my in the Torah that any one of us learns, if he's Yega Yomam the Torah becomes his. Any, can you really say that Rava was of the opinion that uh, the Torah belongs to a person? For Rava, I should say that Mechilas um, Kavod can happen for a Rav. Rava Mashki Behilula Debre. He was pouring out drinks at his son's wedding. He poured a lachaim, he poured some wine for these two Amorayim, for Rav Papa and Rav Yeshua, and they stood up. The Rav Mari, the Rav Pinchas, the Rav Chizda, he poured for uh, these two people. And they didn't stand up in Ikbid, he was Makbid. He wasn't Makbid because of his own kavod. He was Makbid because Lachora, he held that a Rav is not allowed to be Mochal on his kavod. So we have a steer within Rav. And Rav piped up and said, Hanu Rabbanon, Rabbanon. The Hanu Rabbanon, Lab Rabbanon. I don't understand. Some of you guys keep halacha, some of you don't keep halacha. You're, there's no machilas kavod by a rav. The fact that I'm machil is completely irrelevant to what you think. It uh, doesn't matter. You need to do what's right. And if you're a rav, then you should stand up for that person. We, we don't paskin like rav, but that's what he said. And furthermore, at another episode, the Gemara says eight lines down on Lamed Beis and Beis, Rav Papa have a mashke behilula de Abba Marbere. Rav Papa was pouring drinks at the behilula at the wedding of uh, Abba Marbere. And Vidali Le Kasa the Rav Yitzchak Bray the Rav Yehuda he poured a cup for him. Same exact thing. So, so what is it? Do we say that a Rav can be Mochal on his kavod? Yes or no? Says the Gemara. Even though it's true that a Rav can be Mochal on his kavod, that's how we paskin. They still should have done something that uh, that they that, that showed that there was a little bit of kavod there. This is what we do. We kind of kind of sort of stand up in our seats. It's really not appropriate if the person is not, if we don't otherwise know that a Rav is Mochal on his kavod. Just popping out of your seat a little bit is not right. You should stand up properly. And we're going to see some parameters on this in a minute. And even according to the lenient opinion, the one that we paskin like, that if a Rav is Mochal on his kavod, then his kavod is machal, but nasi shemachal al kvodo ein kvodo machal. But a nasi, someone who's a leader of the generation, he has no mechilas kavod. That's not allowed. I was wondering if this applies to a Rosh Bezdin. Does it apply to the post kehair? Let's talk about it. Rabbi Reis, Rabbi First, they actually both happen to be in but in, in Batei Din. But is there a difference between them? Are they nasiim? Do we have a halachic status of a nasi? I'm just I'm probably not. I'm just guessing. I have no idea. But uh, questions <laughs> questions to be asked. Quarter of the way down, Mesve, let's ask on this. Maisib Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Tzadok, Shem Subin, Bebe Samishta, Ben Osher, Rabban Gamliel. They were at a party and Rabban Gamliel was there. Hey, Rabban Gamliel, he was the, the greatest of them all by far. Omidu Mashkealim, he was standing there pouring the Chaims. Nosan Hakos, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Lonatlo. He was so, could you imagine, like the biggest Tamar Chacham you know handing you a cup of wine? We'd probably accept it because we were uncomfortable not accepting it, but 
This first person, Rabbi Eliezer, couldn't handle accepting it. Velo Natalia didn't touch it. Rabbi Yoshua is like, sure. And he grabs a cup of wine out of his hands. What are you doing? How could you take a drink out of Rabbi Gamliel's hand? He's the guttle ador. You're, you're a little nothing. Says the Gemara. We have someone who did a greater service. He was serving the, the, the guests that he had as his house, the ones who were Mavasar, the three Besoros. So it says the Gemara halfway down. Maybe it's because they appeared to Malachi Ashar. Says the Gemara, that's not true. He didn't know anything different. He looked like regular Arabs. He still took care of them, no problem at all. So what do we see over here? That Avraham is allowed to feed someone, and he was a, seemingly a nasi, something high level, because he's being brought here. So says the Gemara, Avraham was like that. Why can't Rabban Gamliel take, uh, give us drinks? Why can't we take them? You guys are ignoring the obvious. The Kodesh Baruch Hu Atmo did more than that. Kodesh Baruch Hu Mashiv Ruchos, he blows the wind, he brings clouds, he makes it rain, he makes the ground grow, he prepares everything in the world. And we take from him. He got shot wrong. That's not correct. Ella says the Gemara, it must be that if Ravashi was saying anything, it must be this. Two thirds of the way down. That even if we say that a Nasi who had who tried to be Mochal on his Kavod, that it were, that it, there was Mechilas Kavod, but when it comes to a king, there's nothing to talk about. When it comes to a king, he's not allowed to be Mochal on his Kavod. At all. Always treated with the highest uh, highest respects. Let's talk about standing up for old people. This is the next sugya, the two dots, three quarters of the way down. I'm going to read the whole Pasuk because we're going to be analyzing both parts. It's just healthy to hear the whole thing in one shot. The Pasuk says in Sefer Vayikra, Three parts. is number one. You should turn to the face of a zaken. So let's analyze the Gemara. At the two dots. That we have to stand before an older person. Is this true? Even if the zaken is guilty, even if he's a rasha, that zaken implies a high quality person, not a low quality, quality person. An older person is only considered to be part of him. They say if he's a chacham. Who are these seventy people? They were Sanhedrin, and the word zakenim is there. We are at these weddings all the time. We stand up seemingly for everyone who walks down the aisle. It doesn't matter who they are. They could be the flower girl. Everybody's up on their feet. Lemaisa, if that person, based on the Gemara so far, if that person is uh, not from whatever the case may be, doesn't mean you shouldn't stand up. It just means there's no chiv to stand up for that person. The chiv is for a chacham. Rabbi Yossi Aglili gives a very similar answer, an answer of splitting hairs, and we'll get back to this to find out the difference. Omer, he says, It's not about Zikne Yisrael, it's about someone who acquired Chachma. We'll see soon, even if he's not a Zakin. Says the Gemara, It's about being wise. Says the Gemara, Maybe I can I can stand up for a Chash of Talmud Chacham from very far away. Talmud Omar, Takum Vehadarta. It has to be in a place where there's hidur. You have to be near the person. We know in Shulchan Aruch, it's within Dalad Amos. That's really when there's a chiv. 
So that's really how it works out. That's not found here in this Gemara, but that is true. Maybe we should give him money if we respect him. A little bit of an oddball question, but the Gemara does recommend it. Just like standing up doesn't cost money. The Hidra that we need to treat this person with is Sha'in Bokhes Ronkis. Let's say that uh, you're sitting on one of the benches in the mikvah. Uh, you're sitting on the benches in a bathroom, in a larger uh, a larger bathroom, and the Taman Chacham walks in. Do you stand up? So says the Gemara, no. In a bathroom. It's not a makam hidur. You don't have to stand up for a rub in a bathroom. Also quoted in Shulchan Aruch. We do this sometimes socially when we don't really want to talk to someone. We just look away. We close our eyes. We pretend like we didn't see them. I do this in Jewel every single week. It's fantastic. So the Gemara wants to know, what if I see a Talmud Chacham walking my way and I close my eyes just to not see him? So the din is that doesn't work. Talmud Omar, takum v'yoresa, because the Pasuk says that you should have yira. It says the Gemara, that one has to do with your heart. You know exactly what you saw. And therefore, to remind you that the fact that you saw it, and you're the one who knows what's right and what's wrong, you can't close your eyes. That doesn't work. By the way, sidebar, but true. Atzim also doesn't work for pritzos. And Allah is that if you want to make a bracha with Hashem's name, there can be no one in your field of vision who's not dressed properly. And that means that even Atzim closing your eyes does not work. So let's say a person's in a mall, they're on an airplane, and there's people around that are not dressed properly. And not dressed properly is a very high standard. It's a tefach of erva. So closing your eyes does not work. So this child has come up at Shabbos tables all the time. People come over, they don't know any better. They're not covered properly. So you really should look down so that even when your eyes are open, you can't see that person. Otherwise, you have a big problem. But Simasenayim doesn't work for not standing up, and it doesn't work for pizzas either. Says the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom, How do we know that a zakin um, should try not to bother people? Namely, if a Rav can, uh, let's say a Rav walked into this room to sit and learn, he could sit what is now the women's section over here, or he can come sit over here, he should go sit over there. He should not be matriach the room if he can avoid it. Talmud Lomar, Zakein V'yaresa. Because the Pazik says, Zakein V'yaresa, then you should have fear of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. This isn't about you. You shouldn't be making people standing up if you can avoid it. He disagrees. He says, anyone who is older, they should be stood up for. This is quoted in Shulchan Aruch, that we stand up for old people, period. Seemingly, even if they're a Russia. Earlier, I mentioned this question that Rabbi Yossi Aglili and the Tanakama had very similar languages. We initially had asked, hey, wait one second, what if the uh, old man is a Russia? So the Tanakama was of the opinion that uh, it has to be a Chacham. Rabbi Yossi was of the opinion that it has to be a, um, that it has to, uh, let me say again, the Tanakama was of the opinion that he has to be a Zakain. He has to have some Chachma as a Zakain. Rabbi Yossi Aglili had a different language. It has to be someone who is Kana Chachma. Once you've acquired Chachma, then you're Begeder an old person. And Rabbi Yossi Aglili Hainu Tanakama, the Gemara says, If you have someone who's chakim, you have someone who's very young and they're very wise. That's why there's this guy, the massive Tanakama, they call him the Yanuka. You've heard about this guy. This is the language of the Gemara. The Yanuka is a very young Tamar Chacham. So the Gemara says, that's enough Kamina between them. Tanakama Savar Yonik V'chakim Lo. If a person is young and wise, that's not enough. He's not a Zakin. He has to be older. If a person is young but very wise, he too is someone that has to be stood up for. My time uh, Why does Rabbi Yossi Aglili say that even if he's young? Because If you want to say like the Tanakama, he actually has to be old. You should say Zakin in the beginning. 
Why did you separate Zakin from the first part of the Pasik from the second? That's why Rabbi Yossi Aglili says it has to be that a young person who's wise, that person is begether, because the Pasuk doesn't say, what about the Tanakama? Why does he hold the way that he does to say that the person has to be old? Because of the way we learn the Pasuk, it has the word Zakin and has the word Yir in the same Pasuk. And therefore, uh, the Gemara says that even if a person is, that as, only if a person is old, is he going to be considered worthy of standing up for it? Uh, I think there's a machloka, 60 or 70. I think it's a machloka in the Gemara. No? What? No. Let's look in the Rishonim here. I didn't look this up, but uh, I, th I think the answer is 60 or 70. I think it's a machloka tanaim somewhere. Let's see. No. No. Don't know, but pretty sure it's a machlokas. Okay, good question. The Tanakama, my timer. According to the Tanakama, what would he say about this? The reason why the Tanakama doesn't hold the Rav Yossi Aglili that a young person who is why it should be stood up for, is because you should have broken up the Pasuk that way, which is the Takum should have been listed for two different people. What we see from here is that really that they are one thing, namely that if a person is young and wise, then he is worthy for people to stand up for him. We'll stop right here. We'll pick up tomorrow after the 7 o'clock Slichos Shacharis, probably 39 o'clock, whatever it's going to be. It's going to be pretty late. After uh, we'll do a little Tarasna Dharma and then we'll uh, we'll do this. All right, we'll stop right here. Wishing you all a beautiful night.